What is up, Fit Community? Welcome back to the We Are Fit Collective. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to the very first episode of our nutrition podcast titled That's the drum roll. Don't eat like an asshole. This is a very fun podcast for us to be able to host. The uh, the whole don't eat like an asshole thing truly started when we started our nutritional coaching enterprise here at Fortitude Strength. It's the easiest maxim to follow, in our opinion. You might hear it be, you know, don't eat like an adult, but we all, when we hear, you know, don't eat like an asshole, we kind of know what that means, right? Don't treat everything like a TV commercial, stop eating cereal, eat more real food, not too much, mostly plants. Today, both of our nutrition coaches at both Fortitude Strength, Steve, and CrossFit Angola, Ken, are going to sit down with me, and we are going to give you guys an overview of the process that is nutrition. But I wanna let you know that this podcast is not us highlighting our services and trying to get you to take part in nutritional coaching. Rather, what this podcast is truly going to be is always providing you, the listener, with a ton of value and actionable items that you can take and implement immediately to improve your current nutritional practices. We're gonna talk about fad diets. We're gonna crush them. We're gonna give you some best practices for things like going shopping, meal prepping. We're going to bring a ton of the information that's out there, and there's so much. We're gonna take it and we're gonna, we're gonna boil it all down for you and deliver it in a very actionable way. If you find value in this nutrition podcast, all I ask of you, all we ask of you, is share it with somebody who needs to hear it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for being a part of a community that is fit. Realize it, like you think, oh, I'm gonna spend 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, the people who stop at get coffee every morning or Red Bull, yeah. and shit. you're spending ten bucks. You spend ten bucks a day. It's two hundred bucks a month. They spend it on yeah. a Red Bull. Yeah. Just going to Big B's one month. It was like almost three hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's so funny. You just make your own coffee at home. That's what I do. Yeah. So much cheaper. You're so amazing. Thanks, actually. <laughs> it's the well, same thing. It it's is coffee. Yeah. But it's the per, like the perception for people. Like I oh I can't afford that. I can't. Yeah. You have a brand new iPhone that was fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah. That's what? What do they charge? Like forty five dollars a month if you put it on a payment? Yeah, for two years. Yeah, yeah. That's more important. Well, and then you're not even talking about the cell phone bills. Yeah, four hundred bucks for a family plan because everybody has to have a new phone. Yeah, they make it so easy <clears throat> to get it though. It's just like oh, I don't have to pay that much. Yeah, they make it seem like it doesn't make sense not to. Yeah. How they get you, salespeople. Mm-hmm. All right, around enough. Yeah. We <clears throat> Welcome to the very first episode of our nutrition podcast on the We Are Fit Collective. 
This is uh, Don't Eat Like an Asshole. So we've got our nutrition panel. We've got our nutritional coaches. We've got both Steve and Ken. Um, and we're going to do our very best throughout this podcast and every time that we do this to provide the people listening with a ton of value and information, um, kind of the benefits of your guys' experience in this whole health and fitness thing, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about why is there a need for this podcast to exist? What's the, what's the purpose of even having this thing? Well, I, I think that when we were sitting around talking about doing this podcast, we realized that there's so much information out in the, the health and fitness space and 90% of it is marketing crap. And it's really hard to decipher through that. So we wanted to kind of like take that and really just demystify some of this stuff and try to just give you via our experience and just really kind of attack a little bit of that. Yep. Cause me and Steve have been through this. That's, um, and we started obviously not being as disciplined with our nutrition as we are now. We've gone through the process of learning what we should eat, what's good for us, what's bad for us. Um, through experience, we have had a whole bunch of lows, had a whole bunch of highs, and now we want to share that with people so that you can avoid some of the pitfalls that we've fallen into. Yeah, so a couple of the things that we're really focused on, the purpose is to educate, uh, demystify, relate with our experiences. Um, the, the process you kind of hit on, right, was the, the, the taking all of the, the fitness misconceptions and, and the propaganda um, and dialing that stuff down for people, yeah. really getting it down to what the real information is. Yeah. We had to look this up because we wanted to be precise on this number. The fitness industry is a $100 billion industry. Just let that sink in. $100 billion. But we seem to be getting more and more out of shape as a nation, yeah. as I would say as a world, yeah. but they're making money off. And it's the, not, seems to be, it's, it's yeah, happening. It's, yeah, and the life expectancy is going down for the first time since when? Like the industrial, the industrial age? age. Yeah. So, um, so something, there's a disconnect between what is being offered and what is actually happening and the results that we should be getting based off of the money that's being put into the industry. Yeah. The marketing that goes into all of these things is insane. Um, think, take this one example, and this just came to me. You know, chicken sandwiches. They no longer call them fried chicken. It's, it's crispy. Mm. Crispy chicken sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Little play on words. Yeah. Right. That crispy one thing. Great. Sure. Oh, it's, it's chicken, right? Yeah. That's hell. It's good for you. Right, just that one little snap, and all of a sudden we're not we're not associating with fried, yeah. bad for me stuff. It, oh, it's just crispy, still chicken, good stuff. So the, the pieces of the payoff for everybody and why we feel like this will be something you want to listen to is you're going to get the benefit of of real coaches. Yeah, you're gonna we're gonna be able to give you all of the information that we have. We're gonna kind of like siphon it through we're gonna siphon it through just an honest approach of what we think is important and what we is going to give you the best information yep and we're not sponsored or anything we don't get paid for this we just wanted to tell you our honest opinion this is what we do this is what we've seen that works this is what didn't work so yeah we just 
fed up with what's going on, this is our attempt to help you via all of the stuff that we have gone through. Because I myself have been everywhere on the spectrum of health and fitness. From athlete in college to 50, almost 60 pounds overweight. So I know how to get there, how to get off the wagon, how to get back on the wagon. Um, so that experience, we hope is going to help you through this. Yep, and then for me, I was always, I never had to worry about weight. I was never overweight as a kid. Um, once I started to try to gain weight for lifting and stuff like that, I ended up doing it the wrong way because that's what I saw online is that you had to bulk up, eat everything you can, get more calories, and I didn't care where it was coming from. And then I ended up weighing 220 pounds. I think I was at my heaviest. Um, and now I've been eating clean on, I mean, my body fat percent has dropped. I'm eating much healthier. I'm making my own food instead of eating out, and it's a huge help. I just can't even, like, I can't even begin to remember all of the men's health and fitness ideas and diets I've tried. If there's a diet out there, I guarantee that I've tried it. Mm -hmm. Keto, carnivore. I've been a vegetarian for a little bit. I did vegan I for a week. I ate nothing but cabbage. Oh my God, it was awful. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. You were a vegetarian for a week? I did vegan. vegan no animal yeah. products at oh. all. Uh, it was yeah. the worst week of my life. I, my, I even, yeah. I did that right after I watched Plant, uh, the game changer. The game changer. I did that too. I was like, yeah, I'll try yeah, that's this. That's what it was. That's I'll try the this. power of a million-dollar yeah. marketing strategy. And you, you got to think how many people are using that Netflix documentary as like, this is science. I'm going to do this, and it's going to help me in the long run. It's bro science, is yeah. what what it yeah. was like. Joe Rogan had yeah. a podcast that the dude went through and took every single thing and was like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. None of this is actual science. I was uh, listening to um, RP, RP, uh, Renaissance Periodization. Yep. They had a vegan doctor on, and she was just tearing it apart. That's crazy. Vegans are tearing apart that documentary. But people don't get exposure to those things unless you go and seek them out in a way that it's just readily available on Netflix, and it's highlighted as, yeah. hey, this is something you might like, something you should watch. Yeah. Just gonna, we're just going to maintain a, a healthy level of skepticism when it comes to the health and fitness industry. Yeah. That's huge. I think a lot of people miss that now, right? They just they, they think that, oh, well, because social media is now such a platform and everybody gets to be in front of a bunch of people. I mean, you got three guys here um, sitting in front of whoever's watching this talking about nutrition. As back in the day, it was you had to truly be an expert in your field to get on TV, to be on the news, to to have a seminar or something that went up on YouTube. And now all you need, you need a phone. You need a phone and an Instagram handle. That's and all it takes. Exactly. And you can hashtag fit coach or hashtag whatever coach. And now people are tuning into you and the perception in the mind of, of America is that this expert who has degrees and all of the information is on the same level as that person who has 500 followers yeah. and uh, is giving you information based on watching Game Changers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, you go on Instagram and there are millions of fit coaches out there. Yeah. All of them may or may not have any type of background besides reading something on Google. And it's, it's really a little, uh, it's disheartening and it's, it almost gives you a little bit of anger for the people who are trying to do this right and try to help people in the right way because you're getting bombarded from everybody who has an opinion that may or may not be 
giving you their, they want to try to sell you something. Well, that's the, that's the word is it's an opinion, right? These are, these are opinion based arguments, not fact based arguments and take everything with that amount of skepticism, including the information that, that we're going yeah, to give you. Exactly. Don't nothing it like nothing was passed down from on high and it's the word of God, right? These are our experiences and our opinions. Try them for yourself because one thing we do know from doing this nutrition thing long enough is what works for you probably won't work for you. Mm-hmm. And it probably won't work for me, at least not in the exact same yeah. way. So we need to be able to take this information, break it down in a way that's digestible and easy for us to use. Exactly. All right. We're going to go ahead and do something like that today. Yeah. We're going to take uh, some information and try to leave you with a little bit of knowledge. So when we go out and do some meal prepping this weekend, you're going to be able to go and be successful with that. Yep. So you had brought up the... Um, Something about the, the the Meyer and being at the at the grocery store. You were looking at the magazines, right? Why don't you tell us that story? So, me and my family we were checking out, um, and as you're checking out and you're trying to do you know, this meal preparation and grocery shopping, I see at least three magazines that promise ten pounds one week, burn belly flat. All all you got that. All you gotta do is eat blank or 15 recipes that are going to guarantee success. And right next to that is candy bars. So you look down and maybe you're not happy with yourself. You know, you're looking at this and like, okay, I'm gonna gonna really, I'm gonna latch onto this, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna feel great. Or maybe you just get more discouraged. And it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, I felt an emotion from it. And I'm in the business and I do this for a living. Could you imagine somebody who is at that last kind of rope or has tried a ton of things, has tried all the diets, and nothing's worked? Yeah. All right, that's mine too. Is mine, like, I like Snickers bars. I had a little not an issue with Snickers bars in the past, but a little bit of an issue. Where with Snickers at, man? Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> and that's for me, like, that's a trigger every time. And they put it right next to the freaking checkout counter. So as you're sitting there waiting in line, I just have to stare at the, sticker, the Snickers yeah. bar and. I'm now I'm good enough where I can just walk past it and not get it. But man, there's so many people out there that it's just so easy to grab them. It's a test of will. You get attacked by, I mean, just for instance, the Super Bowl commercial with the Snickers bar with a big hole in the earth. They're feeding the earth a Snickers bar to repair it. Yeah. Hilarious. Don't get me wrong. That was a great commercial. But I want a Snickers bar. It's an advertisement. It's the same. There's so much money that goes. There are people whose job is to set grocery stores up in a way that make consumers buy certain products. One of the things that they have found is that the best way to get people to buy shit like candy bars is to do that, to put them next to the magazines. Right. That way, when you're at the end, you're like, okay, I got everything I need. You get that little trigger of a vice. You're either staring at the magazine that says, um, David Beckham cheated again, or lose five pounds really fast. Then your choice is like, okay, which one of these do I want to like indulge in? Or I can just indulge in this thing, which will immediately yeah, make immediately, me feel better and happy. No. Immediately make me happy. Yeah. Um, the grocery store is actually a great, uh, kind of something we want to get into is how they set that up. Yeah. So one of the books I read was called the power of habit. And they talked about this guy that, um, 
while the companies do a whole bunch of hours of research about when people walk into the grocery store, they have hours of film of people walking in and turning to the right. So when you go into Meyer or Walmart, you're going to walk in, you're going to turn to the right. That's where all the vegetables and fruits are as soon as you walk in. Uh, they do that on purpose. That's so that you have good intentions as soon as you walk in, you put some fruits and vegetables in your cart, and you feel good about yourself, and then you keep on shopping, and that's where the danger happens. I mean, so how many, how many times have you loaded up on fruits and vegetables, got some really good lean protein, and then you're walking through the aisles going, okay, you know what, I've done really good. I could probably throw some Oreos in there. But you get that dopamine hit of already making a good decision, right? It's like saying, Putting, it's putting anything out on social media now and being like, starting my fitness journey, you're going to get all the likes and the comments. Mm -hmm. that, get, that will actually make you less likely to do that thing because you're going to get the dopamine hit. It's going to make you feel awesome. And you're like, mission accomplished. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing with the, with, the, with the healthy foods. You get those in your cart. And then you're like, dude, I'm doing great. I deserve these now. Exactly. I'm going to eat this all week and I'm going to save these Oreos for the weekend. Yeah. And it just, it just, it's not something that's sustainable, something that's going to benefit us. Well, it's knowing, it's, you have to know as a consumer that there is intention there. Yeah. Like, it's all about intention, like how we, how we go through our existence and whether we're successful or unsuccessful. With nutrition especially, is like, what's the intent there? If you can look at it through that lens and be like, you know what, these mother, they set me yeah. up. This is a setup and this is yeah. intentional by them. Okay, no, cool. Now you can make. Nothing in that store is by accident. Yeah. Another yeah. thing they did was they like to put milk in the very back corner so that if you go into the store just for a carton of milk, you got to walk past everything to get there and then yeah. walk all the way back through the store. That's yeah. intentional. Yeah. They get you. They know what they're doing. So how can people make those better decisions when they go to the grocery store? What are some tactical things that they can do to set themselves up for success? I really think that first thing that you can do starts before you even get to the grocery store. Have a plan. Understand what you're going to either prep if you're doing meal prep, but what you're going to eat for the week, plan that out. Get a shopping uh, list together. And then when you go into the store, you're only getting those things. That's going to keep you at least accountable for um, having that at least intention of starting out this shopping experience with that in mind. Have a list, get what's only on the list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What if I have an issue? Well, I've tried that before, right? I have an issue with the self-control thing. What, what then could I do? Uh, you can go online now. They have on Walmart, you can order a pickup so you can place your order online, go to Walmart and they, I think they even load the stuff in your car for you. Yeah. Out of the car. Yep. Or get a shipped shopper. Yep, I think yep. Meyer does shipped. Yep. You now take yourself out of the equation. You don't even have to go there and be put in that position. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, alcoholics, you know, going to the bar. Exactly. Don't do that. Pull yourself right out of it. For sure. I mean, it's the same. It's the same kind of concept. If you have trouble going into a store and not walking out with, I'm going to say Oreos because for me that was that was it. I would always I'd be like, ah, oh, I'm going to get some double stuffed Oreos. Pull yourself right out. Well, you at that like you have to understand you probably you have an addiction. Yeah. Food is a, food is as addicting as any other of those other substances mm -hmm. because of the I mean the neurochemicals that it releases. You feel good when you eat sugar. Yeah. Six times more addicting than cocaine. Mm -hmm. So if you understand that, you're like, if you're the alcoholic, don't go to the bar. 
right? Don't put yourself in that situation where you may be unsuccessful. What's another thing that we can do? What's another tactical thing that we can use? So another thing you can do is shop the perimeter of the grocery store. So when you walk in, you turn to the right, get your fruits and veggies and stuff. You keep walking and that's where you're going to come up on the meat and all the whole foods. You keep walking back. That's the dairy section. Um, when you stay out of the middle aisles, that's where the danger happens because that's where the Oreos are. That's where the processed shit is, the stuff that's not actually food. Um, stuff that's shelf stable, yep. stuff that has all the preservatives, um, stuff that has ingredients that you can't pronounce. Mm -hmm. If you can't pronounce it, keep it out of your cart. Nice. What, um, what is one of the last things that we can do if we want to have success when going to the grocery store? You yep, talk, You brought this up. This was yours. The don't go hungry. Oh, oh yes. That's great. Uh, yeah, for sure. If you're going into the grocery store and you are hungry, you are looking at all these things and you're just salivating, like literally drooling. So go after dinner. Go after a good lunch. Be full. Yeah. Yep. Be happy. Maybe eat something that is going to really raise that dopamine level, make you feel good. So that way you don't have to go and try to resist because you're starving. Yeah. Well, if you're not hungry, right, your stomach's not going to be sending those signals to your brain that make you say, you know what, let's get something that's quiet, that's quick, that's yeah. easy, something that I can snack on on the way home. Right. You've already set yourself up for success. You can take that one and apply that to going out with friends, going to, I mean, Super Bowl just happened, yeah. going to parties, yeah. going, doing anything, right? You want to set yourself up for nutritional success, eat something before you go. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to be less likely to make those those worse decisions. Yeah, that for me is family events. My family um, doesn't always eat the healthiest, so I always make sure that I eat before I go. And then I'm less likely to purge on all the junk that's there. So Nice. I actually that do that when I actually go out to eat. I'll make sure that if we're going out to eat, I have something decent couple hours before that yeah so that way i'm not snacking on bread i'm not getting appetizers i'm not looking at the menu and going okay what do i what's the most delicious thing on here that i can possibly get i'm making some wise decisions and you know staying on the the path that one right. and how about going to the movies going to movies great who, mm -hmm. who goes to the movies and eats a whole tub of popcorn exactly this guy yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so go, if you're going to dinner in a movie, I mean, go out to eat beforehand, get your good food, and then when you go to the movie, movie theater, you can stay away from the giant tub of popcorn and the slushies and the candy and the, um, now they were selling like cookie dough. Last time I went there, they had these little, like, you can just buy cookie dough to munch on. See, nothing about going to the movies makes me want cookie dough. I'm no, me neither. Lie. I'm just saying they just had like a stack of them right at the counter when you were still <laughs> over there. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> this is not. It's not a not good idea. So let's. I don't know. We gotta go to movies right after this. Um, no, this is great. Uh, what do we have left? That's it. So let's recap the three things, the three tactical things somebody can use if we're going to the grocery store. We're gonna get ready for that meal prep. Let's make sure we've got a grocery list. Yep. Plan beforehand so that way you can attack the grocery store. All right. When you go in, shop on the outside of the store. Do not go in through the aisles. That's how they get you. Stay on the outside, get real food. Don't go hungry. And then finally, if you can't go into the store and make good decisions, have somebody do it for you. Shipped, 
Walmart, again, will uh, do all the shopping for you and bring it out to you. So if that, if that takes you out of the equation, perfect. We'll call that our fourth one. Yeah. Actionable Three thing. Three and a half. Yep. 3.5. Yeah. Awesome. This was the first episode of Don't Eat Like an Asshole. Um, we kind of talked where this thing came from. It was, we started talking about it a couple years ago. Just, it's the thing that makes the most sense. Like, we all know if you're eating like an asshole, right? That looks like eating like a, like a, like a, like a TV commercial, yeah. right? Sugary cereals. And we're trying to chase all of these things that are highly palatable and very uh, nutrient deficient, calorie, calorie rich. Mm-hmm. So we're going to stick with it. To, to reaffirm, this is in no way any sort of medical nutrition right. therapy. I am not a doctor. Likewise. I do look like I like, could play one on TV, but I'm definitely not a doctor. This is our experiences. This is from working with hundreds of clients over the years. This is from going through a lot of this on ourselves. You know, understanding, you know, again, how many diets have you tried? Oh, I can't even count them. All of them. If you could think of a diet, I guarantee that I've tried it. So we understand that desperation, at least I do, understand that desperation of, okay, I need to get this weight off. I do not look like uh, like what I look like in the mirror. This magazine article is going to make it happen. Yep, and back when I wanted to eat healthy, I didn't know how to do it, um, and I didn't have anybody around me that knew, I guess, more than I did, and, I mean, that's what we're here for. Yeah. We've done it. We've tried it. Yeah, we just want we want you to res, not have to resort to Googling your health and nutrition because Google has at least a million hits, if not more, of people who have opinions about how to do this right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. If you loved it, please leave us a comment um, so that we can make sure that we're doing this again. Uh, we are Fit Collective over on YouTube or check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you check out your podcast, iTunes as well. All right. Thanks for sitting down with us, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. We'll All see right. you later. See you.